Meet Parker Bennett, real estate agent. Parker loves cabinets. Parker has a background in building inspections, so he knows houses. This is the Kamloops Insider with Parker Bennett. Okay, welcome everybody to the Kamloops Real Estate Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Parker Bennett, and this is episode 44. And we're joined by a special guest today. It's Randy Lambright from the village of Logan Lake who has joined us. He is the chief administrative officer. Welcome, Randy. Ah, welcome. Thank you. Uh, pleasure to be here. And we still have our get-along gang. Philippa Thiessen is in the house. And uh, Tina, Tina Head. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? It's like your third podcast. Yeah, it is. You're like practically a pro. She was going to say, feel totally pro. pro. Feel totally, professional. Totally pro. <laughs> so, Randy, um, tell me about yourself. How'd you end up being... What's your background? Uh, Parker, my background is I'm a professional planner okay. uh, by trade. I uh, have been for quite some time, and I won't uh, say for how long, because that'll really horribly date me. Uh, but suffice it to say, today I walked in and got my uh, CPP paper, so that'll give you some indication as to my age. I won't go any further than that. CPP, is that still around? Canada Pension Plan. Uh, yeah. you, young, you young people, you'll figure it out at some point in time. It's, it's almost like free money, so I'll take it. Right. Um, yeah, I know I've been, uh, I've been planning for probably, uh, 20 to, well, 25 to 30 years. Uh, I came from the private sector, had my own company, uh, went up North, uh, and, uh, cut my teeth up in Anuvik for a couple of years. So cool. I have seen the great white North. I've seen narwhals and I've seen uh, polar bears and mosquitoes the size of a bottle cap. Um, so with that as a background for a couple of years up there, came back down South, uh, worked for the city of Kamloops, uh, for, uh, 22 years, working my way through the ranks as a social planner, as a community planner, um, and then as a planning and development manager. Um, so I've seen uh, a lot of growth, obviously in the city of Kamloops, uh, from about 1991 to 2015. I would say, yeah. And, uh, then from then, um, there was an opportunity for me to um, expand my horizons, I feel, and uh, took on the role of uh, Chief Administrative Officer for the District of Logan Lake. Have been in that position since 2015. Cool. Very interesting. And what do you think the, um, the differences are between a small town mentality like the village or compared to Kamloops? Like, I mean... Well, I think, uh, I mean, I've seen Kamloops, you know, I'm not quite born here, but uh, for all intents and purposes, born and raised here. Um, and so I've seen it uh, go through a number of iterations and evolutions. I've seen boom-bust cycles and things of that nature. Um, you know, it uh, very much, Kamloops very much uh, being a, a resource town at one point in time in its past. Um, it has broadened its horizons, a lot more diversified now. I think it's uh, a lot less... Um, susceptible to economic swings and yeah. things of that nature, and I think you're you're seeing a bit of that. Whereas uh, Logan Lake is very much uh, obviously small community, uh, very much uh, unfortunately to a degree uh, totally wholly dependent on the resource sector. Highland Valley Copper provides upwards of seventy to seventy four percent of its uh, tax base right now. Um, so, you know, that's pretty, that's, that's significant. Um, so obviously if we get a, um, a downturn in the resource sector and specifically in mining, then that'll impact us. So we're a lot more susceptible to those things. So small town, large town, Camels is, uh, now evolving, um, to where it's very quickly going to surpass a hundred thousand in terms of its population base. 
And that'll then put it in, into, um, if it hasn't already seen, um, some uh, unique uh, circumstances, some big city circumstances, um, both socially, um, environmentally, growth-wise, things of that nature. Um, so Logan Lake uh, isn't there. Obviously, we're at a population of about uh, 2,000 people, uh, desperately trying to grow it, I think. Um, so it, uh, it, it sees its own different types of issues um, right. uh, as opposed to what, uh, what Camels is experiencing. So two different, uh, two very different uh, communities in terms of uh, their makeup and, and in terms of their susceptibility to the economy or to, to economic swings, political that type of thing. To political swings, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so, um, but uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great place. Yeah. Um, would you say that it's like exciting to see population growth because the population of Logan Lake is on the rise? Am I, am I right? Well, yeah, it is. Um, you know, and I, I, I don't, I'm probably misquoting this, but I think, uh, I think it was Bob Dylan said it, that you don't grow, you die. Um, right. And at some point in time, you do have to, you do have to grow. I mean, um, because if you don't, uh, we don't have... Uh, natural population growth in, in, in Canada as a whole. If we were to rely on natural population growth versus immigration, uh, we would be going down the, other, the opposite direction. We would die off as a, as a, as a, as a, as a country. Right. Um, so that's why um, you do need immigration to be able to help that. Either that or people need to have a lot more babies. You've got to have a lot more than just uh, one or one and <laughs> a half. That's incentive are, programs. Yeah, it, absolutely. So there you go. So now there's a reason to go out there and propagate. Yep. So um, as if you needed one. Um, so, you know, at, at the end of the day, uh, we're trying to grow our population up in, up in uh, Logan Lake uh, so as to, to keep it viable. We're also trying to make for a more diversified economy. Again, so so as to be less susceptible to uh, to the economic swings of and of the province and or the country or or the world, and um, so you know we're doing our doing our part to to try to grow. Right, is that kind of like does that sum up the mission statement of the, you know the the council and the staff. Of- the village? I think so. I think they're, you know, they're trying to grow their community, but they're trying to do it in a respectful, sustainable manner. Um, respectful of, of um, you know, people's wishes, respectful of nature, mother nature uh, up there. Uh, sustainable, trying to uh, do so in a, in a manner that, um, that again, it won't uh, harm the environment for people coming, for our generations coming down the road, children coming down the road. Um, so that's what sustainability is all about. Leave no, no trace, leave no footprint behind. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, they've been uh, trying to do that. I think they've been successful for the most part in, in doing that, both past councils and this, and this new council. Right. What, do you, what is the target demographic of new residents to the village? Are they coming from the lower mainland? Are they Kamloops defectors who are looking for better housing prices? Are they a little bit of everything? Uh, I'd say Parker. I think it's a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, in the you know right now we've got our own uh, subdivision going up there. It's called Ironstone Ridge. Um, it's about 120 some odd lots thereabouts that we started out, and it was a partnership uh, between ourselves and the Lower Nicola Band uh, First Nations, and uh, we went after Crown Land because um, what Council of the Day in about 213 214 realized that um, they needed to do some things to stimulate the economy, get some things going. They saw the population going the opposite direction. 
And so um, they decided that they were going to um, go out and be their own developers. And they started doing that. Uh, again, in about 2014, hired a, a realtor um, to assist them, hired a, a local uh, builder. So it was a local realtor and a local builder um, who've come, who then came up and started building houses. And for the first two or three years, they were turning a lot of absorption, probably in about the, about the four to five range. Um, from about 215 onwards, it's been a lot of, a lot of absorption of about 11 per year. Um, so it's been fairly significant. And what uh, the demographic of those folks that are coming, um, that we're discovering, um, and Mike Shannon from, from your firm right. uh, is the realtor. And, and so that's where a lot of this data is coming from, is he's letting us know that uh, up to probably this year, um, 219, so post 219, we're probably seeing a lot of those folks were um, uh, people coming up. Fifty percent of the of the units were coming out of uh, the Lower Mainland. In other words, uh, they were uh, bailing out of their house, multi million dollar houses down there, and and coming up to Logan Lake and cashing and in. cashing in and being able to put a bunch of money in the bank and and pay less taxes and do all those things. Twenty five percent were probably coming out of Camelops, uh defectors, as you put it, uh, to to be able to come. Uh, out of Kamloops, uh, again, to a, to a lesser degree of Kamloops, or Vancouver rather, still sell their homes, have a little bit of money in the bank, and have um, a, lot less, a lot less in the way of bills and overhead and that type of thing. And then 25% coming from all of sundry from wherever else. Yeah. What we're now seeing uh, post, uh, or sorry, that was pre-219, post-219, what we're now seeing is um, the demographic is likely uh, made up, uh, will be made up, uh, and the target is less of the coast simply because we're seeing that downturn um, down there. Their uh, people, housing market's kind of Their housing market, uh, as somebody has eloquently put it, I won't say it, but they've said it has gone in the tank right. for a variety of reasons. <laughs> um, and there's always been um, probably a little bit of lag time. I don't want to be the, uh, the speller of doom and gloom, but there's always been lag time between coastal uh, interior. activities and interior. It's usually about a year. Yep. Um, now, whether Camels will be anomalous to that, I think uh, we're all hopeful of that from a regional perspective. I know we are yeah. at Logan Lake. And I do know that our market now, um, the direction is to focus on the local regional market, uh, Camels, uh, Merit, that type of thing, to come to Logan Lake, uh, pay significantly less taxes. You're probably, your tax bill is probably 45% of, w- of what you'll pay here in Camels, for example. And that is inclusive of your water, sewer, and you get TV in there too. Right. Um, so, huh. yeah, it's um, quite significant. Um, and, uh, you know, for a person uh, that uh, is thinking long-term for their retirement or whatever, um, they could certainly look at that and go, well, wait a second, if I know my income is going to be less because I'm retiring, but if I cut down on my overhead, yeah. my effective, uh, my, you know, effective disposable income is the same or potentially more, right. even though I've retired. So, you know, those are, that's who they're, you know, he's kind of targeting, he being Mike right now, and the district is kind of targeting, but we're also trying to target families too, so as to keep uh, our schools going, yeah. just keep our, keep our sports mm-hmm. programs going and, and all those other things. So. Yeah, what? and that drives all the recreation, which... Drives everything. A lot of young families look towards, you know, if they're yep. going to relocate to a different area, you know, can my kids still play in a 
you know, a competitive hockey league or a competitive softball league or whatever, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we at, uh, you know, at one point in time prior to the 216 uh, or at the 216 uh, census, for example, our, our population was going the wrong direction. For subsequent to 216, based on our, our building statistics and, and all the other stats that we're, that we're getting, uh, we suspect our population is going uh, the other way. Um, and at one point in time, you know, I think Logan Lake was about 3,500 strong. Oh, wow. Yeah. And the reason for that was, I mean, you had a lot of those were the employees that were uh, mine employees. And resident local. And resident local. And, and But what happened was when you end up with the building of the Coquihalla and the building of Highway 97D, upgrading of that, you know, you used to be able to get to Logan Lake to Camels. It probably took you 45, 50 minutes. And so at that point, um, you had a high population base. You had a lot of commercial up there to support that because with, with uh, population comes commerce. Um, and so, you know, a lot of that was up there. You had a really active internal mall. You had a lot of, uh, co- like I say, commercial activities, a lot of people. Build those roads, and now it only takes you to get from Logan Lake to Costco, for example, 30 minutes. Yeah. And that's uh, really, really good roads. So now people are looking at that going, well, I can work at the mine, and I can live in Kamloops, and have it you know avail myself to all the sports and all the all the social and the restaurant and all those other things well i'll go live in camels right so now the majority of the of the mine uh, workers for example well more than half are now living in camels because there's like lots of programs to get them shipped on site too right don't they have like buses and yeah, they've got uh, whatever whatever commuting programs yeah. and carpooling programs. They've got all sorts of things like that. So we then saw, you know, our population went from 3,500 down to where we're at right now. It's just, uh, just at about 2,000. So we're trying to reverse that trend um, and, and and trying to uh, show how Logan Lake can appeal it's, itself to uh, to residents to come up there and, <clears throat> excuse me, and and again, uh, enjoy nature, discover our nature, for example, is our tagline, and uh, discover that it's a heck of a lot cheaper. And yeah, if you need to get to the services and amenities that you want from a big city, um, you're only half an hour away. Yep, you're and still there. In, a, in a coastal sense, um, that's not a heck of a lot. In a Kamloops sense, you could live in the outer regions of Barnardvale, Westside, Hefley Creek, and that type of thing, and you're probably equivalent. Yep, same drive time. Same drive time. Yep. So, um, and it's a lot less, lot less of a headache in terms of a drive time because you don't have uh, a lot of the, you know, it's all highway driving. So, right. So those are the types of things that we're trying to, uh, trying to appeal to. So if I go onto your website and I read literature on Logan Lake, the thing I continually keep seeing is the environmental stewardship, like kind of like being proposed. Is that because maybe the theory of a mining town is that it may not be the cleanliness? Well, I think, um, you know, and I know Kamloops is fresh off the whole discussion of, of mining and, and mining being close to proximity and things of that nature. And I think um, what a person needs to do, and I'm a, I'm a geographer by nature too, is, is recognize that um, everything uh, in geological time or geographical time, um, it's just a blip. Right. So what you see on the landscape relative to whether it's um, resource depletion, like if you're going out and and cutting down trees, or if you're uh, mining, digging in the dirt, that's just a that's just a minor blip in time. And then over time, uh, in time, that will change. 
trees will grow back, grow go back rather, uh, mines will uh, remediate that type of thing. And so, you know, I'm not certainly not championing the the, the, the the virtues of mining or anything like that. It does certainly bring a lot of a lot of benefits. But that if you if you really go in and take a look at uh, a lot of the work that's been done uh, by mines to to remediate their lands, and I think uh, Tech Island Valley Copper, uh, as an example, does a phenomenal job. I mean, right. you, oh, one just needs to go take a look at their old Bethlehem area and and that type of thing. In around Trojan Pond, and it's gorgeous. You wouldn't even know that there would have been a that there was a a mine there in the past. I fish at a local lake up there. It's called Bose Lake, and uh, it has a, a tailings dam right uh, right at its uh, right at its southernmost end. And uh, you don't even know you you know it's, it's, it's been, just I've been to that lake. You'd never know what's up there until you climb <clears throat> up the rock face there and and then take look, a peek and then take a peek. Yeah. So. You know, they, I think they do a phenomenal job. And I think now, is that to say that every mine does a phenomenal job? No, um, by no stretch of the imagination. But I think, um, you know, I think the ones that we have here locally, they do a good job right. and recognize that in time it will change and it right. will morph into something else. There will be, there'll be big fish in those lakes at some point in time. It, you know, it, there's big uh, fish in Trojan. There's big fish in Trojan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, there's big fish apparently in Bose. I have never caught one uh, that's big in there yet, as, as of yet, so still trying. Um, but, uh, you know, it, again, it's just uh, if you put everything into context, yeah. um, then it's just uh, it will change. It will morph into to something good. So from the mine's perspective in terms of its uh, ecological footprint on Logan Lake, I think it's uh, minimal. Right. Um, you hear the, I think you hear the blast going off every now and then. Um, uh, I think there's more of a footprint with the people driving through, um, through the, the, the community with their vehicles and gas guzzling fossil fuels. And there will be from the mine quite honestly, right. but, uh, so. When, when is the mine expected to be like, I know that every five years they sort of announce an extension, extension, extension. What does that date look like right now? Right now, I think, Parker, what they're saying is they're forecasting a, a 2026 on-paper closure. Okay. Uh, 2026 or 2028. And it's not too far out. Right. Um, and that's why we're desperately planning to diversify our economy. And I likely will probably talk about some of those diversification activities in right shortly. Um they have been um, doing a lot of investigation to try to push that date out to 2040. Right. Um, they're, and they're doing some things to try to lower their costs. Um, and uh, so, for example, autonomous trucking, uh, which is basically a, tr- a vehicle that drives on its own, uh, they're looking at things like that. Um, so, you know, there's other cost-cutting measures that they're, that they're looking at. To try to push that date out to 2040, I don't know where they're at relative to that. I believe they're going to be making an announcement here sometime 2020 or 2021 yep. um, as to um, the viability of a, of a 2040 horizon. Um, we're certainly hopeful that it's, uh, and, and banking on that it's, it's a 2040 horizon or, or, or longer, uh, but uh, they certainly hold the cards in terms of where they're going to be at with that. So, Roger that, yeah. And they've had such a, a long, and like you said, in the macro sense, it's probably just a little blip, but in our lifetime, it's been a long span. Like they've been there since the 70s, correct? Yeah, it, Logan Lake uh, got its start from, from the mining community um, when Lornex and Bethlehem and all of those were, I think, were all independent little mining companies. And then tech came along and, and purchased them 
consolidated them, bought them out. Um, but uh, it was originally, Logan Lake got its start from, from the mine. I right. think it was Lornex of the day um, that decided to, it needed a, a community right nearby for support. So it did that. Um, and that was back in 1970. Um, so yes, next year is our 50th anniversary of that. And oh, we're, wow. we were going to be celebrating that. So, but mining, uh, we've been uh, linked at the hip uh, with, uh, with uh, mining uh, again since 1950. So, or hmm. 1970 rather. Right. Okay, enough of the mining uh, perspective, but uh, let's talk a little bit more about the new subdivision that you guys put, put into play. Can you give us some context of how that came to be? Like, Yeah, that predated me, uh, but what I can say is that, um, you know, it... Again, the council of the day were looking at it going, hey, what do we need to do to, to try to uh, get uh, people to come to our community um, and uh, to diversify and things of that nature. And it was at that point in time that they recognized, well, um, trying to realize whether they were or were not a, a suburb of, of Kamloops. Right. Um, and so they decided, well, you know, let's, let's go after a chunk of Crown land. And, and so they went after a chunk of Crown land. But before they did that, they had to realize um, that uh, a partnership with First Nations was very advantageous, both from a, uh, from a community and social perspective, but also from an economic perspective. And uh, so they, uh, because it's in the uh, Inflacatmic uh, territorial uh, area, right. um, Lower Nicola Band is, is our, our, our nearest neighbor that's Inflacatmic. And so um, uh, Council of the Day uh, started working with them and said, well, let's come up with a partnership agreement and go after this Crown land. So they went after a fair chunk of Crown land that was on our, uh, on our southern uh, borders and um, came up with uh, some designs in terms of uh, single-family residential, um, uh, predominantly, um, you know, 700 square meters or greater in terms of the lot sizes. Um, and so they worked with an engineering firm, working with uh, Royal LePage as, the, as, their, as their realtor and uh, Ken Duick as their builder from Inter-Pacific. Uh, who has won, uh, I think, uh, Keystone Awards for couple, for, couple yeah, out of that area. for yep. under three hundred fifty thousand dollars homes. Yep. Um, so, with that as as the model, um, they went forward and and started uh, marketing. And like I say, a lot of absorption of five to five per year, and then uh, up till two fifteen and post two fifteen or pre post two fifteen. Uh, we're at about eleven to twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's been uh, we would we would term it uh, successful. We're into phase two uh, B now, uh, where we have probably about eight lots left. Uh, once we get to fifty uh, percent of those lots uh, sold, it's at that point in time we'll likely uh, pull the trigger and and start the next phase, uh, which could be about another ten lots. Um, and so the homes have been, uh, you can, you know, you can scale the home to your own, to your own needs and, and your own price point and what have you, but your base models are probably coming in at about the 350 to 360 range, which in, uh, Camelops, uh, parlance or certainly lower mainlands and lower mainlands relative, it's untouchable. Uh, that's, you can't even, you yeah. can't even come close to that. So, and just to um, give some context to like listeners that maybe haven't been out to, um, Logan Lake. The subdivision is more of a conventionally designed subdivision, right? Like, wh- when you think of driving to a newer subdivision, you think of 
you know, pretty consistent lot mm-hmm. sizes throughout, you know, curb sidewalk and then curb gutter. Yeah, absolutely. Curb gutter, um, and full, you know, full servicing, uh, 20 meter, uh, anywhere from 18 to 20 meter, uh, frontages, um, you know, deep backyards where you can actually drive into the backyard depending on the lot. Um, and if you're unable to drive into the lot, you have the option of going for a triple guard garage, uh, which in this day and age is almost unheard of unless you've got acreage. Right. Um, now, does that speak to the demographics yeah. of the people that are moving out there? Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. I think it does to a degree. Um, people still want to be able to, they say, well, I've got a lot, a lot. I want to be able to store my stuff on the lot. I don't yeah. want to have to get uh, independent storage or anything to that right. effect and, yeah. and pay additional money for that. Um, so, you know, a lot of folks, they'll get the, the lots on the, on the daylight basements, for example, they'll go for, um, they'll be able to have their accessory building in the backyard and store lots of stuff in the basement entry, uh, a little bit more difficult to get in the backyard. Um, it's still doable depending on where you're situated. Uh, but now they're looking at that going, well, I can get a triple car garage. Why can't I use that for storage? And now I can use the other two for for parking. What tends to happen, of course, this day and age is in right. a single car or a double car garage, it's all storage. Stuff. Build yeah. up with stuff. It's build Majority up with stuff. It. It's your own right? personal warehouse. It's your own personal yeah. warehouse. Absolutely. And yeah. and so now what you're seeing is, uh, you know, the, the triple car garage, for example, that was just built, just got sold pretty much shortly after it uh, was in the ground. So right. um, so things are looking good from, from that perspective. So we're, we're, very, um, we're very happy with, with the direction, I think, of the, of the subdivision and, um, and the sales. I think we're happy with that. I think the new phase, we'd like to do something a little bit different. What we're finding um, is the, the lot prices are, you know, slowly, we're getting lot price creep. Um, it's going up because of the, we're, we're finding more in a way of, of bedrock that we're bumping into, slopes, um, streams, that type of thing, which just adds to the cost. Yep. And so um, what we're now looking at is, you know, do we provide a, a different option, a different uh, uh, pr- uh, product in the sense of uh, maybe a slightly smaller lot, or do we provide a, a slightly smaller home? Um, because not necessarily everybody wants to get into the 1400, 15, 1600 square foot size home. Maybe they're, maybe they're okay with a 900 to a thousand square foot size home, depending right. on, depending on if they have children or they don't have children or whatever. So again, it'll be working our way through that. Um, we're treating it much like the way a bank treats it. Um, despite the fact we're not using bank money, um, what we are using is economic diversification money, money that was seed money from years ago that uh, council put, I think, about a half million dollars into it to try to get uh, to stimulate it, get it going. Um, and so we're just continuing to work with that and um, to determine, um, you know, whether or not we go to, a, a again, a smaller house or, or smaller lots or whatever. We're looking at uh, trying to reduce our costs because we know, like, in, in every subdivision, costs are going through the roof. Yeah. So that's what we're... And I think if you get into the 450s as your average building price, you're going to stop seeing it being such advantageous to move to Logan Lake. Yeah, absolutely. And we were just talking about this the other day, is what is that magic number? And we think that magic number is about 400. The right. moment that we get over 400, um, we think that uh, it's going to become more difficult for that to, to, to sell that product. I think I can count $400,000 houses in Kamloops for sale on one hand. <laughs> <laughs> like... There's one that's maybe got a roof that's missing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, or, or there's things, uh, there'd be dragons there. Yeah, be dragons. Um, so we're treating it, again, like a, like a financial institution where we're saying, 
Um, you know, we won't look at the next phase until at least 50% sold because we don't want to, um, we don't want to risk any money out there. We don't want to put a whole number of lots out there depending on what happens with the economy. Uh, we're not doing uh, speculation. Uh, the most that uh, can be built up there is you can have um, a show home uh, and that's about it. Um, so we're not building like a whole whack of, whack of units up there. So so that if the economy does um, level off or is, becomes a little stagnant, we don't have a lot of money at risk. Overhead, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I don't know if this is still in play, but do you guys still have a revitalization tax exemption for living in Logan Lake? Uh, in the downtown core for, com- for commercial, yes, we do. Is that a commercial thing? Yeah, it's commercial, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So can you explain that to us? What is that? What does that mean? What does that that means that uh, if, if, for example, we had a uh, grocery store yeah. um, that was up there, that is up there, and they wanted to do some upgrades to their to their building, and so what they said is, well, um, you know, if we do these upgrades, um, you if you do the upgrades, you for the for the assessed value increase um, that your assessment goes up yeah. on that assessed value, you don't pay any increased taxes as a result of that. Okay. Okay. So the incentive is you can do uh, and, and improvements as long as it's over a certain amount. Right. Um, you do those improvements, your property value will definitely go up. BC assessment makes that determination as to what it will go up by. We won't ta- we won't increase your taxes as a result of that for a period of time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm not sure what the the last number was that came in for the for the grocery store, but it was fairly significant. You know, over a, these over are, these a, are physical upgrades, right? Like these something are that physical upgrades. Try and draw people into con- consume. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That you can see yeah. on the uh, on the building itself, and so they did a, fa- a fantastic job. Um, and uh, it, right in our downtown core. And uh, I think over time, it, it probably will realize somewhere in the order of a hundred to $150,000 tax saving that, oh, wow. uh, that he would have, he or she mm-hmm. would have paid over that same period of time for that increased value. Cool. That's yeah. great. Yeah, that is a nice thing. Hmm. Um, I looked at another one which stimulated me because I got young kids and uh, my entrepreneurial spirit, I'm trying to like morph on them. Um, but you have a youth venture program. I don't know. Are you familiar with that? We do. <laughs> it, it might be beyond that now, but there was a, a youth program for... I'm uh, not aware of that. So okay. that's, that's good news to me. I guess I better find out what that's all about, despite the fact that my kids are growing up. But uh, yeah, I have to find out what that's all about. You almost about. had me. I almost put the for sale sign up. Yeah. Thing, like just to get we'll get you that. to morph up there. <laughs> and then we'll find some other hook to get you up there. Then. You're, if, if you're a fisherman or if you're a mountain biker or whatever, um, that's the place. Yeah, no, it's, I like the community. I grew up in the lower mainland, but I spent all my time literally around Bose and Billy and Roscoe fishing, camping, doing a lot of outdoor activities. So I have deep roots in the bush just outside of Logan Lake. Yeah, we're, uh, it's part of the 50th anniversary, as I said, we're, um, for, which is next year, July 1st to 5th of next year. So hopefully all your listeners or whomever out, uh, out there comes up and enjoys that. Yep. Council is uh, very much um, wanting to uh, build on the nature theme. Right. Um, so it's their hope that they'll have a number of uh, special events that will be picked up by uh, various groups and organizations. So it's hoped that the golf course, for example, that maybe they'll do a uh, that they'll do a golf tournament. That the outdoor association maybe they'll do a um, a fishing tournament um, or fishing derby rather, and or host a uh, a mountain bike event. 
And so what council is trying to do in, is, is come up with a number of legacy projects, uh, one of which um, that I'm currently right now in the throes of hopefully uh, building is a, is a trail, legacy trail, that uh, takes you from uh, Logan Lake. It's about 3.3 kilometers in length, uh, six kilometers round trip. Um, to a little local landmark, it's called Mimi Falls, and it's on okay. uh, Meadow Meadow Creek. And a lot of people that are that have long time, uh, you know, long time residents of Logan Lake, they go, I've heard about it, but I've never been there. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. And so the goal is to build a trail that uh, is a, a green circle trail, for lack of a better term, is that anybody from, you know, whether you're a walker, hiker, biker, whatever age. You can get on the trail, feel comfortable. Uh, there might be, you know, a little bit of exertion, but not a whole heck of a lot. To be able to get to Mimi Falls, have a viewing platform on the end and go, hey, this is cool, didn't even know this was here. And you've been able to walk through the bush, see some uh, interpretive signage and some kiosks and that type of thing. What we are doing is we want to work very closely with um, our First Nations uh, partners, and Thlacatmik specifically in Laura Nicola Band, because it is their territory. Um, so uh, we're going to be having uh, some uh, working, work sessions with them, hopefully, and that they're directly involved in, in how this evolves and what it looks like, and hopefully have, again, some interpretive signage that explains uh, more about First Nations history, uh, where did they come from, uh, how did they get to this area, how do they hunt, fish, do whatever they're doing in that area, and that, um, that they have some direct involvement in the actual design of it. So cool. uh, that's the goal. Um, and, and so I've been uh, working on that, uh, trying to facilitate that and, and get the local ranchers on board and, and the local community forest of which, uh, Logan Lake Community Forest, of which uh, the, the District of Logan Lake is a 100% shareholder. Um, so we'll talk about diversification and that's part of it later. Uh, they're also in. Uh, they're also favoring of it because um, nice. it, co- it goes past a couple of their cut blocks. Um, so, yeah, there's a. It's it's shaping up hopefully to be a really big fun event next year. So mark that on your calendar and come on up and, and what enjoy. What was July first? July first to the fifth of of twenty twenty. And you're going to get those, uh, you're going to get the shovel and the truck fired back up for the first time? Well, that's, <laughs> yeah, it's funny, you know, it's funny you should say that because right now um, you take a look at that truck and shovel and I think it needs some help. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the tires are going flat and the paint is looking a little bit uh, tarnished in spots. And and um, so one of the things that we'd like to see is it, it's, it, the actual truck is, truck is, truck number is, is 50. And so the thought process was, let's do revive fifty on fifty. Right. Um, so mm-hmm. it's to, the goal is to try to find a, a benevolent benefactor out there to come up with a hundred or hundred fifty thousand dollars to um, to revitalize the, the truck and shovel. And so we've got some thoughts. We are hopeful that we're going to be able to approach uh, Tech Island Valley Copper right. on it and see if they want to become involved. I mean, they're, it's a mining community. Um, they're the ones that were responsible for bringing the truck and shovel down there to, 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 to serve as a, a tourist attraction. So uh, we're kind of hopeful that they'll get on board with that, and uh, we'll see where that takes us. But, uh, yeah, that's, it would be nice to revitalize that thing. Yeah, cool. Um, let's just talk a little bit about some geotechnical stuff there. Just from a perspective of what Kamloops had to offer in building and housing and construction and the challenges that we face here in Kamloops with silt bluffs and, and a river and creeks and underground water. Is there similar challenges to building in Logan Lake? Is it better? Is it, is it worse? Is it just different? 
Um, yeah, I'll, I'll never quantify or qual- quantify it or qualitative it as a be, being better or worse or anything different. I think every community has its, has its challenges depending on uh, depending on where you're located. I mean, Camels has its challenges. You like you mentioned the silt bluffs and things of that nature. Those are those will be around for time immemorial. You've got the silt. Uh, you got the sorry. You've got the floodplain. Um, you've also got uh, steep slopes. Uh, that type of thing. But I think Camels has done a good job of working with that and working around that. Yep. Similarly, I think Logan Lake has its own challenges. I think um, we do have slopes. Um, we do have groundwater up there. I think some folks are saying, uh, some of the geotechnical people that I'm talking to and civil people, uh, engineers that I'm talking to, they're saying, well, we're seeing more groundwater in and around Logan Lake than we've ever seen. And for that matter, they're seeing more groundwater in lots of locations in and around British Columbia. Totally. That they have never yeah. seen before. Yeah, I don't think that's They're not quite sure what, uh, what, to, what to attribute that to. Um, and so that's in and of itself is, is unique to try to research that out. But yeah. so I think uh, we do have some groundwater, but like everything, I think you can mitigate it. Yeah. Um, and I think we've been doing a fairly good job of, of doing just that, of mitigating that. Um, one of the other things that's not necessarily geotechnical related is that um, there is a lot of land up there um, and it's available. However, it's all crown land. And as we know, to, to obtain crown land, you do have to go through a fairly... Uh, detailed process, and uh, one of which is that uh, you know First Nations have the opportunity to uh, have claims over over the over the area because it is, again it is their territory, right. and so you know working with First Nations uh, I think is is critical um, to Logan Lake's future, quite honestly, um, and I think it's critical to pretty much uh, any community's future. Um, I'll make that as an editorial comment, uh, my own personal view. So. You know, I think we've benefited from that in, in working with our First Nations partners on that. They want to, uh, they, you know, we're wanting to grow our community. They're wanting to, as caretakers of the, uh, and stewards of, of, the, of the territory, they want to caretake for us. Right. Uh, you know, the Enlakatmik and the Shekwetmik have said, you know, you're in our territory. We're not wanting to move you out. We're saying, now that you're here, how can we work with you? How can we caretake for you? Um, which is a, I think, is a really healthy perspective, um, quite frankly. Um, so we have a lot of crown land that's there. Again, that's I think it's ready to go, and we could service it. It's we have to go through the process of getting the crown land into private hands or into uh, so that First Nations could uh, could potentially build it. Uh, and right. we've been working with again with Laura Nicola Band on. Uh, what's called the Pipsal Industrial Park. They went after a fair uh, chunk of, of crown land on the southern border and uh, to in build it as an industrial park. Um, I think they have an opportunity upwards of 500 acres. Um, and then we partnered with them where we could provide water uh, down to the, to the industrial park. Um, so, you know, uh, we're hopeful that we can get that going. We've got a couple proposals that uh, might work. We, we don't know. We have to wait and see. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, you've got some geotechnical things, you've got some uh, geopolitical things in terms of Crown versus First Nations versus District. You have to work your way through, right? Interesting. Yeah. Um, as far as uh, city services, what you have to offer, like we have, there's a water treatment plant there. Actually, uh, no, we don't have a water treatment plant. Okay. We don't need a water treatment plant. Interesting. No, it comes right out of the ground uh, by wells, and it's pumped to the community, untreated, um, pure, pristine, clean water. Um, 
you do have sewer services. Full sewer. Uh, we've actually got uh, all of our water sewer, all of our infrastructure, storm water sewer, you name it, roads, uh, was designed around a community of 5,000. Perfect. Um, so we've oh. got uh, room to grow, room to um, to accept a lot more growth in yep. the community. Um, so that's what uh, what we're moving to. And um, so, yeah, we're, we're well suited for that. And as far as like health services, is there a health center there? We do have a health we do have a health center. Yep. Um, we don't have emergency services. Uh, we have to rely on Kamloops. One of the things that council has been uh, cognizant of and has been lobbying strong and hard for is that we do need uh, our emergency center reestablished. Uh, if you go up there and take a look at our health center on the right hand side of the of the hallway, you'll look and you'll go, "Wow, this is a beautiful little emergency center." There's four or five beds. Lights are turned off because it's not activated. Not being utilized. Um, not, well, mm-hmm. it could be utilized. Unfortunately, you don't want your emergency center to be utilized, but if it's there, it could be. It's just it doesn't have the resources to do so. And right. so that's what we've been lobbying the province to uh, for the last, well, since I've been there, the last four years at UBCM, is to get, um, is to get uh, the, the emergency center back online uh, right. because we do have a, a major mine in our community. We have uh, highways you know, going past and through our communities. So we think, uh, we b- do believe there's a demand there. But, Definitely um, situated yes. in a good spot. Yeah. Well situated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that we have um, struggled with over the last little while, of course, is the on-again, off-again doctor situation. Right. I think every community is struggling Everywhere. with doctors. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it. Uh, we've been working with the province on that to make sure that uh, we do have uh, our doctor situation solidified. Oh, it seems to be right now, although we are hearing that they might be moving on, um, although there may also be an opportunity for new doctors to move in. So we're working with the province and IHA on that. Interesting. And like you have a, some pretty nice facilities there. You got a nice arena. Uh, you got a great park. Yeah, we've got a beautiful arena. It's, it's horribly, in my opinion, I think in council's opinion, it's horribly underutilized. I think, uh, you know, it's a 450 to almost half a million dollar drain on, on the taxpayer. Um, so we'd like to see it uh, uh, more better utilized. And one of the things that um, that uh, when I came on board uh, was was to try to. I'm a sports guy, love sports, hockey, lacrosse, mountain biking. And so when I saw the arena sitting there, and I kept thinking, you know, we could do a lot more with this. And and a friend of mine uh, who is the uh, is no longer with the Camels Blazers, but uh, was a Stu McGregor. Um, so I'll name drop there. Yep. Who has? I think he's got a, a Stanley Cup ring on his finger. Uh, he's a cool guy, and know the family really well. So I started talking to Stu, and I said, "Hey, Stu, you know, we'd really like to get a lot more uh, activity up in this arena. Would the Blazers of, uh, of the day would they be able to come up and maybe do a hockey day in in, in Logan Lake and do a little tailgater and try to get uh, more people, more more hockey players? Because our hockey uh, enrollment was going the wrong direction as well. Right." Um, so to try to reverse that, get more usage in there. Um, and uh, he said, well, okay, well, we'll see what we can do. But have you ever thought about a hockey academy, he said. And I said, huh, you know, what's that? Uh, I kind of know, I know what a hockey academy is, but uh, we don't have one. So he gave me um, uh, an opportunity, give me a name, a Northern Extreme Hockey Academy. And uh, got, in, got in contact with them. And they operate out of, out of Northern Alberta, more or less out of Edmonton, Air, or Edmonton yeah, Northwest Ed, Northeast Edmonton. Uh, that, or Northeast Alberta. And so got a hold of them and uh, they said, yeah, we're kind of interested. Uh, you guys got a lot of ice down there. And we said, we got great ice. Um, it's heavily under, it's horribly underutilized. 
Um, so we started to explore the opportunity to get uh, a hockey academy. And this year, I'm pleased to say that uh, the Logan Lake Hockey Academy is is starting to get up and running. Cool. That's so yeah, exciting. Yeah, we're going yeah. through um, we're going through you know some hoops and hurdles on that. They're trying to find some billets. Mm-hmm. Um, that type of thing. And so they're, they're bringing some kids in, uh, 15, 16, 17-year-old young, young, young boys. Uh, the goal there, uh, the, what that does is it puts uh, kids in the school as well. So there's some benefits there, get some economic stimulation from that. Uh, you got parents that will come and watch their, watch their kids play hockey. You've got out-of-town people coming in. Um, so that's, that's really, um, encouraging. Um, so like I say, we're looking for billets. So if you've got an extra bedroom out there and right. you're wanting to, to house, uh, house a, a young uh, hockey athlete, uh, you get $500 a month, which will probably last you about two weeks in, <laughs> in terms of food, yeah. knowing what, <laughs> knowing what we all know about 15 to 17 year old uh, boys. Uh, it's got to teach them to hunt and fish. Yeah, exactly. You know, go out and sustain themselves. Um, so that's that's really exciting uh, from that perspective. But yeah, there there's the arena there, and 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 there's a lot of other lot of other services there too that uh, I think are heavily underutilized. You guys have a bang up uh, pond tournament in the. Was it in February? We did. We did. Past oh. tense. Um, yeah, unfortunately, um, you know, it was really, really successful there for the longest time. I think they were running 11 or 12 years in a row. Um, and then two years ago, they had difficulty in getting volunteers to um, to come back in and, and to be able to take it on. So we haven't had it now for the last two years, unfortunately. Oh. Um, and I think, you know, we a lot of communities, they rely quite heavily on their volunteer base. And I mean... Camels has seen that with a lot of their uh, major events that they've held, whether it's Canada Games, Canada Summer Games, BC Games, you name it. Uh, they've had a really good volunteer base. We as well have that, but it gets we get volunteer burnout rather quickly because it's a small yeah, a community. Small yeah. community. And so now you know you try to get creative in terms of providing. How do you incentivize to 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 get the volunteers to to help out? And so we're now having to think that you probably have to provide a bit of an honorarium or that type of thing. Right. To, to provide, um, again, a little bit of incentive to get people to come uh, to be able to help out. So we lost it, um, the pond hockey. We'd like to get it back because it was absolutely fabulous. Uh, Maybe a- the academy will help with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's that's um, we're hopeful that it, again with the academy comes uh, comes other things, right? Just general enthusiasm to get on skates, right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the other things that we're working on too, and this is new and exciting, um, and we're going to see where it takes us. Is we've had our, what's called the Logan Lake Enhancement Working Group. Uh, it's a committee that's struck by council to make sure that the sustainability viability of Logan Lake itself, the 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 geographic feature. Um, you know, goes on for time immemorial. And so they've been working on that for quite some time, and they've been working on wetlands restoration because, uh, you know, wetlands leads into the lake, and the, the heart and, you know, the heart and soul of your, of your lake is your wetlands and, and, and the creek that then feeds in. So they've been working on that for quite some time with BCIT um, out, of, out of Burnaby. And, um, you know, the... This year, what we've been able to do is secure a, a shortness, a long-term strategy. And the short-term strategy is let's get some funding from the district um, as well as BCIT and try and find a third party to come to the table on $30,000 a year to keep the wetlands restoration going. Then with that to lead into the discussion on a long-term strategy whereby Logan Lake uh, becomes uh, more or less an off, off-site campus for BCIT for environmental restoration, whether that's mining 
uh, wet, wetland restoration or working on with our forest on forest restoration. Well, so they've uh, the dean uh, of of that program uh, in in BCIT has agreed to uh, the exploratory stages of of a long term strategy to see what kind of off campus type of activities can occur. Um, with BCIT. So that's exciting news. That's fantastic. Um, that's great. It's huge yeah. because, I mean, every community, large or small, always tries to link itself with uh, post-secondary. Sure. Yes. I mean, one need only go down in the States and see the success that they've had down there in a lot of their smaller communities and, and what a university can do for, for the community. Well, TRU here, yeah. um, you know, that in and of itself is its own little economic generator. Um, so I think that uh, that's good news that uh, that we've been able to bring to the table, and we just shared that with council just the other day. Cool. Um, so that's not confidential. That's good stuff. And uh, so we'll see where it goes. Nice. Yeah. It sounds like it'd be an exciting position that you're in. You're kind of like you're running a business that's a city. You know, like it, it excites me to think that I could go to Logan Lake and try and ramp up the population. You know, like a yeah, and, and it goes back to I guess my beginnings, which is as a planner, professional planner, is to grow a community, and and uh, that's what I'm all about, and that's what I'm trying to do: grow a community in a sustainable manner. Um, of course, I don't do it by myself. I, you know, there, I'm I'm doing what council asks me to do, and I've got a great support team behind me, and I work for a great support team, a lot of great staff. Um, and a great council, and, and I don't, I don't blow smoke up uh, people's. You can say it. Ass. <laughs> um, I don't do that. Um, but what I, you know, where I, I give credit where credit is due, and so I've got great staff, and I've got a great community, and 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 great council, very much uh, at the bleeding edge, for the lack of a better term, on trying to. Um, make the make sure that the community is here for time immemorial, and try and try and grow it to the best of their ability in a sustainable manner. Yeah, that's good. And you live there. I so live there. I've been so there for about two years. Yeah, yeah, I've been there for about two years. Shop was, local. Uh, to the best of our ability, yeah, we we shop local. There's some things that you just can't get there, unfortunately. Um, but Damn again. Costco. Damn, yeah, damn Costco, damn Home Depot. But it's only 30 minutes away. It's, yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, we do our best. Uh, yeah. But with, with population growth comes commerce. Um, and I think that's what we need to do is we need to grow our population to densify in our, in our core area. We need, we're looking at trying to get uh, some seniors housing there. Um, we currently don't have that. Unfortunately, um, uh, or at least affordable seniors housing assisted living. Yep. Um, so we're trying to, we're working on that. We've got a, a chunk of dirt there that's um, um, it's up for sale. I think it's a, uh, one and a half hectares. So we're uh, trying to work on that. We've got some other commercial land uh, that had dual zoning on it, uh, but it said that you to, you know, to get multifamily on it, you had to build commercial. And I've learned that you can't just force the issue of commercial. Right. Um, what you have to do is you have to build residential. You have to get the jobs to the community. You have to build residential. And again, sound like a broken record. With residential, with people comes commerce. Right. The private sector will respond and will respond admirably by providing the services and amenities once the people are there to support it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you build commercial, it'll just sit and, and hope that they will come. Um, it'll sit there vacant yeah, for quite some time. Once, I mean, we have a baby boomer generation going on here of, of downsizers, right? Like globally throughout British Columbia. And I think there's so many different communities and there's even more now because all the forest, re- recent 
you know, forestry issues that have gone on, lots of the small town mills that are one hit wonder economic structures are, you know, become viable towns for, for downsizing baby boomers, right? If the resources are there. If the resources and the support services are there, I think, uh, again, I think Logan Lake is well situated for that. Um, you know, we're a half an hour away from Merritt. We're half an hour away from Kamloops, so such that if, if a person wanted those large, uh, those things that are provided by a larger community, you can easily get that. Um, you get in your vehicle and you go, um, and it's there. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think... Um, and again, at an affordable at an affordable rate and an yeah. affordable price, and and in nature being on your right at your doorstep. Yep. Um, so all those things that I think people originally moved and lived in Camelot for, which I think is, you know, is becoming a little bit more um, desired because it's not as readily available. Um, you know, the the nature being at your doorstep, it's right there in in Logan Lake, right. and again at an affordable rate. And what's your rental market like? Our rental market right now um, is uh, we've got, if not at zero vacancy, we're pretty darn close to it, unfortunately. Um, okay. That's one of the things that uh, we're also pushing, uh, again, uh, to the point that I made earlier on in terms of the dual zoning, that you can now, in, in our on the commercial uh, lots that we're selling, you don't have to build commercial in conjunction with multifamily. You can just build solid multifamily at a higher density. And so what we're pushing is to try to get uh, the, the private sector to come up and, and build apartments for us. Mm-hmm. Um, whether a council wants to do that on our own will be seen. Uh, we'll, we'll see that and, and, um, like they have with, with a single family, whether they want to risk that and go into multifamily, we'll see. But right now we're pushing the, mul- the, the private sector to be able to do that. Right. Okay. And that might be a good opportunity. I mean, it seems like a lot of the smaller demographic areas are surrounding Kamloops right now are yeah. in that same crunch for uh, well the irony's not lost on me I mean I don't know if you uh, I don't know if you noticed um, Medflora pharmaceuticals uh, right now Medflora pharmaceuticals is in uh, for the to Logan Lake with a rezoning application to do a, um, a cannabis operation they want to do a cannabis grow up medical grow up uh, fairly large uh, 40 to 50,000 square foot size um, in our industrial park. Uh, again, they're into rezoning, um, so they have to go through some hoops and hurdles relative to their technical detail and such like that. But the, uh, the proponent was in Merritt because um, he was building a, an apartment down there. And uh, folks are asking, well, why are you building an apartment here? Well, I'm building an apartment because I think you've got a uh, low vacancy rate, but I'm also building an apartment because I know Logan Lake has a low ga- or vacancy rate, and I'm trying to build a cannabis plant there. And some of the people that live in this uh, apartment block here in Merritt We'll go up and work in 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 Logan Lake. Ernie's not lost on me is yeah, to yeah. say, why are we not getting that built in in Logan Lake? Yeah, right. Yeah. Makes more so sense. So I think there's um, I think there's huge opportunity for that. If that were to go ahead, um, the proponent is talking upwards of 150 jobs. Mm-hmm. Now they won't be mine scale type jobs, certainly from a wage level, but they'll be you know likely in the range of. On the low end, you'll probably be making thirty-five to forty thousand dollars, and on the higher end, you might be making upwards of eighty thousand dollars. It's, it's all relative. In Logan Lake, is um, you know, it's very doable in terms yeah. of being able to purchase mm-hmm. a house yeah. mm-hmm. um, and affordability. Pay taxes. That so all discounted rates. Yeah, exactly. So you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, they're talking. They want to get uh, in front of council for a public hearing sometime here in 
in September. And again, that's part and parcel of the whole diversification model. Um, you know, that's not resource-based. That's re- it's based totally and wholly on a completely different thing that landed in our laps. Agriculture. Courtesy of the yeah. federal government uh, saying that cannabis was uh, now legalized. Yeah. So it's the equivalent of a large brewery. Yep. Right. Um, so you look at it from that perspective. And once you get past the social stigma, which has been taken away from it, yeah. right, because it's now For legal, um, you start looking at that. Now you're mitigating against what are the issues. And, and you know, there are there are those issues. I mean, there's odors and, and uh, you've got water demands and things of that nature. So we'll have to work our way through those and 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 see what um, and see where council sits once they right. once they read all the research and and they hear from their residents, they'll have to make a decision as to if this is something they would like to see in their community. Cool. Well, to me, it sounds like Logan Lake is definitely a viable option. I think trying to imagine a name for this podcast, it was going to be, you know, Logan Lake, a subdivision of Kamloops or an independent community, right? Like, yeah, it's so close and it's so attainable even if you work in Kamloops and you're just looking for you know like suburb life real suburb life I'm not I'm talking like with a, a bigger lot and and a chance to go for a hike without you know a, a huge demographic of a people on the same trail with you you know if you're looking for that getawayness I think Logan Lake is a really good option and it's it's just close enough that it it doesn't need to be so independent because other stuff and services are just around the corner yeah, absolutely. I, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, obviously. I'm, I'm rambled and, and droned on here for the, the last hour or so about that to talk the virtues of it. I mean, I don't think Logan Lake wants to pigeonhole itself into um, a single thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're just a resource town or, yeah, we are a subdivision of Camelops. I think it wants to be everything to everybody yeah. mm-hmm. um, to the best of its abilities. Um, and without uh, outgrowing all of those things that uh, and why people are moving there. You know, they love the nature. They love the clean air. They love the clean water. They love that everything's at their fingertips. Yeah, if I want something, I can just go down the road and I can go get it if I can't find it already here in, yeah. in Logan Lake. So, you know, those are the, all the things that uh, appeal to them. Um, and so that's what we're trying to that's what we're trying to target. Cool. Well, in, in summing that up, Philippa, do you have any uh, closing thoughts on that matter? Well, I was just saying, I know that um, a couple of the hockey teams, like the younger hockey teams, actually go out there and use your rink in the winter, right? So, you know, I think that's... It's cheap ice. Yeah. Uh, it's cheap, phenomenal, you know, 50, 55 bucks an hour. You I mean, you can't find that uh, almost anywhere. And the ice itself is phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I used to take my kids up there when they're in, in the hockey age. I used to take them up there and have hot dog, a uh, little, you know, tailgate party on the back of the tailgate obviously and and uh, go up there and rent a full piece of uh, full sheet of ice for an hour hour and a half and it costs us 75 bucks it's like really yeah you can't yeah. find that and yeah. so we, we even approached camels minor hockey and to a limited degree even had discussion with the city of camels because they were talking about they need another sheet of ice and yeah. i kept saying well why build another sheet of ice you know you're going to spend four or five million dollars to do just that when you've got this beautiful sheet of ice half an hour away that you can come up and avail yourselves to mm-hmm. and, and have fun with it. And we did see an uptake, uh, uptick rather in in uh, local teams from Camelops coming up to Logan yeah. Lake to take advantage of that, to your point. Yeah. Actually, I know we great. did one of our, our hockey tournaments up there this past season, and we quite enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I remember we rented the, um, um, the Olympic rink just for New Year's as a just something to do for new year's eve something a little different you know not just a party that would be fun yeah 
maybe we should do it in Logan Lake. Absolutely. I mean, it's a little we more had, affordable. We had uh, <laughs> we actually had um, cleared the ice off this year, despite the fact we didn't have the pond hockey tournament. We did get word that um, you know the the local school wanted to go out and use the use Logan Lake itself to skate on, and that there was an, uh, another group out of Kamloops that wanted to come out and just have a field trip to to skate on there. And so uh, our, our local Wellness Health and Youth Society, uh, Y for short, um, some members of that, they went out and gave them, got them the word to them, and they said, okay, well, we'll go out and grab the ATVs and we'll go clear a, clear a path out there. Well, the day that they came out there, it was about three or four busloads. It was an absolutely gorgeous day because um, in, the, in the winter, we get 2,000 hours plus two, more than 2,000 hours of sunshine throughout the year. Mm-hmm. So it's an amazing amount of sunshine that we have. Anyway, they came up in the middle of the winter, and it was a drop-dead gorgeous day. I think it was January or something like that. Um, and it was amazing. Um, there was all these kids out there skating around on the ice, and they took a bunch of great pictures, and that worked its way into our annual report. But um, So you, you get... Those types of things, like uh, you just remember those from when you're a kid. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you get those up there. Any closing thoughts, Tina? Um, I just I think it's really exciting. Um, it comes from. It reminds me a lot of my home, and like we had just celebrated our fiftieth, and it's also a mining town. So listening to you talk, it just kind of brings me home, and I I enjoyed the last hour. Cool. Well, uh, Randy, I appreciate you coming on, taking time out of your busy schedule to come talk with us. Hopefully, we've added some value and uh, promoted Logan Lake in a positive manner. And uh, if you're out there and you're looking for a viable option and you want to spend a little less cash and you don't want to get into multiple offer situations <laughs> and getting beaten up by other buyers when you're looking to purchase property, take a look at the... What's it's Ironwood, right? Ironstone, Ironstone, Ironstone Ridge. Um, you can get at it through our district website, or if you just Google Ironstone, Ironstone Ridge in and of itself, you'll you'll find that. Yeah, I think I just sold a property out there. It's getting built currently. Yeah, so, we'll yeah. take you out there. Yeah, it's exciting. Thanks a lot, Randy. I appreciate it coming on. They'll take you out there and they'll leave you there. <laughs> hey, I really appreciate it. Enjoyed this uh, first time, so I was a virgin at this, but uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to do this. Cool. Awesome. Thank you.